Yeah, fuck the man, fuck the system. You heard it here, folks. High Mystery. That's right, it's the Christmas episode of High Mystery. <laughs> slash Han- Hanukkah, slash Kwanzaa, slash whatever you like. December Tron. De- December Tron. That's true, I should call it the holiday episode. I'm just so used to a Christmas-filled world, and it's been so Christmassy in my house. But it is the holiday episode. Excuse me there. Uh, Happy you know holidays. Happy holidays. Let the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. <laughs> you know us, you love us. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Gina. And I'm Robert. We're the Gang of High Mystery, and that's our special guest, Gina Ippolito. Hi. She's back. She's back. I'm back. He's back. That was a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> <laughs> About, um, uh, I started to say Severus Snape, but no, it's, Voldemort. um. Voldemort. No. Oh, really? I was that. thinking. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> I was thinking Sirius Black for some reason. Oh. I don't know. Mm. But it makes sense that it's Voldemort. Anyway. <laughs> That's Gina Polito. She's a writer, comedian, uh, actress. Here in, or actor in here in Hollywood. All of these uh, sound good. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, I first met Gina playing on Doctor Who Live, mm-hmm. which is an improv show yeah. based on Doctor Who. R.I.P. Doctor Who Live. Oh, they I still mean, do festival yeah, shows, Yeah, every right? once in a while we have a reunion show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Doctor Who will never die. It just gets regenerated in different forms. That's yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I know you're writing on CBS's The Unicorn, which I is am. a fabulous family-friendly show. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's got a lot of heart, that show. It does. It's mm-hmm. got heart galore. And then uh, do you also want to promote anything else that maybe oh, I've forgotten? Let's see. Oh, I have a graphic novel out called Babe Squad that you can buy nice. on, pr- on pretty much anywhere books are sold, but mainly Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but also like Target.com and BarnesandNoble.com. But I feel like everyone shops on Amazon because we've been taken over by the robot overlords. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I own it. I love it. Uh, I read it as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I really like the, um, I like any time you have a superhero mashup team where like everybody has different powers. That's mm-hmm. what always like I loved about the X-Men and mm-hmm. definitely has that and it's got a lot of humor. Solid. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. So, so check out Babe Squad. Um, last time you were on, we didn't, uh, we weren't doing this thing, but we're trying to see what your first time smoking weed was. Like, oh. if you have any story connected to that or anything, what was your diversion yeah. like? <laughs> you, you know what? It was. I feel like I was a I was a late bloomer because I didn't really drink until I was twenty one, and then I was still e- getting eased into drinking. And it was at like a college party at Penn State. There was a guy with like a little ukulele. I can't <laughs> cannot remember his name, but I think he was playing uh, um, Neil Young's. Like a Neil Young song. <laughs> uh, 
you know, like Heart of Gold or something. Okay, is that yeah. is that it? That's, is that Neil Young? Yeah, yeah. He was saying that, and he just like sort of was passing it around, and I was like, "This is all right. I'm gonna do it." <laughs> and I like took a couple puffs, and then didn't want to like do any more, and it didn't have any effect on me. Like the first like three or four times I smoked weed, it had no effect. Very common. And I thought I was like I was Wolverine. <laughs> I was like, the drugs have no effect on me. But then, like the fifth time I did it, I got so high. <laughs> You're like, I'm not Wolverine after all. Yeah, you guys. yeah. I, everybody's I, like, what are you talking about? God, I used up all my Wolverine powers on smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to prime the pump of highness. Yeah, that's True. that's because I've had a couple friends tell me that too. Like someone someone recently said, like, oh, I've done it like two times and it didn't. I don't know what everyone. And so I tried to get them really, really stoned in the hopes that next time they mm. they. But why is that? What's the science? There's a combination of factors there. Number one, most people who don't smoke weed don't know how to smoke weed. Right. They're not taking deep hits. Mm -hmm. Number two, the most common thing that happens when you do get high the first time is you're going, I don't know if I'm high or not. (laughs) So like maybe you did get a little up there, but it wasn't enough, you Uh know? uh And like you said, you only hit it three or four times. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you didn't like seal the deal necessarily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know um, if there's actual science by why it gets blocked that first time. I also didn't get high the first time I smoked. Yeah. I smoked a joint in the backyard and it was not effective, but no, the second time hit me like a ton of bricks. So the mm. lesson is like the first like three times, make sure it's really cheap weed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I did a gravity bong my first time and I got pretty ripped. So. Yeah, okay. All right. It yeah. turned him off weed for a little bit. <laughs> sure oh did. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the fold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> Um, so we should also say that we do have an audience in the room. What up, what up? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've got a special blunt here. I brought a King Palm Slim today, which if you're keeping track on the King Palms, they have multiple sizes. This is from the bottom up. It's the third biggest size. So a size like, for every occasion. Oh. Yeah. There's the Rollies, which I'm a huge fan of. They just pack half a grain. And you just, like, you can smoke a personal of it. There's the Slims, which pack, like, a little more, like, 0.8. Then, or, excuse me, not the Slims. Those are the minis. Yeah, the (laughs) minis go up to 0.8. There's a lot of different King Palm variations. Oh, man, this is complex. And then I've got the Slim here, which is the third size up, which packs 1.25 grams. Okay. Above that is the King, King Palm. And then there's the King XL and the King 2XL. I haven't messed with those. Once I've smoked the King, which was big enough. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like these are like the, have you ever gone to the places with the heat levels of ramen? Yeah. Yeah. Because they have like eight of them. Or like the hot chicken places that do. Oh yeah. I've never gone to those. I've gone to the hot, like the ramen places, but I never make it past like level three. It's just the worst is like, do you want to poop fire today? Yeah, I don't even know how it's enjoyable at all. But yeah, inside my King Palm, I've got ice cream, Sunset Sherbert, and Super Jack. And then on the outside, I have some Larry OG wax as well as some green crack wax. Nice, a little waxy blunt. A little waxy waxy, yeah. I have uh, packed two blunts. Um, One is a high hemp wrap, uh, the Blazing Cherry, mm. and the other is a Honey Pot Swirl high hemp wrap. 
both are heavily packed with keef and some weed in there. I'm thinking it's still left over of my platinum gorilla. Okay. Platinum gorilla. Okay. It's a gorilla dipped in platinum. Yeah. <laughs> we have a fa- fanciest of gorillas. Yes, blunt. Yes, I rolled this blunt. It is a twisted hemp wrap, blue banana, or no, was it the... California Dream. It was the California Dream, yes. It was the California Dream. And in it is Wedding Crasher, Platinum Gorilla. More Wedding more Crasher. Wedding crasher. <laughs> and what else and, did you put uh, the other one in? Strawberry Cough. Strawberry Cough. Oh, nice. Big That's fan of the Strawberry Cough. If you recognize that voice, it's for a good reason. It's Ariana, the voice Yay. of my mystery. We're definitely doubling down on the blunts this episode, as we said, yes. it's a holiday oh, episode. Yes, but yes. Gina can hang. She's ready. And we should also I'm let ready. the guys know that uh, we smoked two blunts before this. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're yeah. two blunts oh. deep already. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know it's about our personal lives. Yeah. <laughs> For this episode, we decided to give you a little bit of past, present, and future. Yeah. Just like in the, uh, the uh, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol, yeah. Uh, we figured presents covered because it's a Christmas present right now. Yeah. You know, like what? This easy. is a Christmas present. <laughs> Where <now>. am I? <laughs> but uh, Rob's got a little special thing he's gonna do in the future. Yes. And to go to the past, it's time for an episode of Collins Christmas Cryptids. Triple C. Yeah, that's right. Alliteration <laughs> all day. <laughs> So uh, there are a lot of cryptids associated with Christmas, I was surprised to find. One list had 20 separate monsters that they consider associated with Christmas specifically. I mean, I can think of like three, maybe. Yeah. Really? Off the top of your head? Name, yeah. go. Or you got Krampus. Krampus. Oh, yeah, Krampus. You got the Jack Frost. Guy. Okay, Jack Frost. Okay, that that was a hard, okay, all right. Like Santa Claus. Oh. Yeah, like I mean, he is a cryptid in of himself, really. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, yeah, you could also argue that like Santa himself leaving coal in stockings is is kind of a monster. Yeah, yeah. and there's actually in some folklore there's Belschnickel, uh, and uh, there's another like German one as well, and some of those guys end up being responsible for the coal giving and stuff. Oh. So they're like Saint Nick's assistant. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, any of the reindeer uh, that fly, fly oh, uh, Rudolph, uh, any of the elves. Yeah. <laughs> but these are all the cryptids that we know. Right. Yeah. These are, <laughs> these... Everybody's heard these yeah. ones. I went for uh, a few that are a little more obscure. And we've got our blunt going, Tristan, his uh, melange of wedding crashes, <laughs> etc. Really quick, I do want to talk about, just because I'm Swiss, we have schmutzli. <laughs> Which is like their, their own form of Krampus, I guess. But it Krampus. Is Krampus. Krampus. Krampus is the delicious Krampus made of Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> My preferred version. Yeah, right? He leaves uh, parts of himself behind for you to smack on. But Schmoosley, like you were saying, he's kind of like uh, an aide to St. Nick. And Switzerland St. Nick is like tall and skinny. It's not like the fat American version. Less fun. Yeah, he also doesn't give presents. He gives, like, fruits and nuts and stuff. Way less fun. <laughs> it's like fitness Santa. Yeah, exactly. that's like raisins at Halloween. <laughs> you got to that. keep your physique just right. <laughs> like a body, I like your physique. <laughs> you haven't seen Arnold Schwarzenegger on The Celebrity Apprentice. Go back and find him. Do yourself that favor. Like your body. Like your <laughs> you got a good body. 
<laughs> okay. Smoochly. Smoochly. Let's well, hear about If you're it. bad, he will take you, put you in his sack, uh-huh. beat you with sticks, and then leave you in the black forest that's to fair. find your way home. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, he gives you a fighting chance. <laughs> that's true. As long as you're good at like survival skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was my schmoozly spiel. Okay, yeah. So schmoozly <laughs> sounds pretty similar to like your your Krampus, your yeah. Snickle. There's always a always a sack involved. <laughs> there are. Yeah. I did notice that in my research today. <laughs> Quite a few sacks <laughs> involved in these Christmas cryptids. Um, okay, so the first cryptid that I want to highlight is the Mari Loit, spelled M A R I. L-W-Y-D. I had to look up the pronunciation, but I did it. Good job. Thank you. Uh, also known as the Christmas zombie horse. What? Wow. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That right? is a good one. Most people haven't heard of the Christmas zombie horse, but mm-hmm. uh, you're about to. <laughs> this is a strange custom in South Wales that first uh, was recorded in 1800, but is very likely remnants of something much, much older. Uh... <coughs> The tradition involves taking a horse skull, uh, paint, uh, putting it on a pole, and attaching a white sheath that then flows over the person who holds the pole and operates the Mary Lloyd. I feel like that's that, we've had to see that in a movie, right? Maybe, yeah. Like I'm thinking of like the village or something, or or. God, it just sounds really familiar. It definitely gets associated with witchcraft at some point. But the cool thing is it did survive through, like, the Christian period in this time. Good. Yeah, right? (laughs) A little bit of pagan beliefs making it, you know? Nice. Uh, The zombie horse is accompanied by an entourage. Oh, uh, you got you got your turtle. Yeah, you got your Johnny drama. <laughs> yes, <laughs> entourage, entourage. Yo, zombie uh, horse, did you get the movie? Uh, Johnny drama's cooking up bacon and eggs. Man. <laughs> Time to eat, watch a flick. <laughs> uh, okay, so he's his entourage includes the well dressed leader. So somebody okay. who's, like, wearing a suit and, like, guides the whole procession. Wait, can you tell us which one of which one <laughs> corresponds to each of us as you give the description? Well, I mean, I'd like to think I'm the fancy, well-dressed Okay, leader, all right. But the reality is I'm definitely the sweaty guy underneath the, <laughs> the dead horse puppet. <laughs> That's the reality. So. Hey, technically the guy who's doing the dead horse puppet is the star. Yeah, yeah that's true. true. Okay. Or that's what that's just what they tell him so that he agrees. <laughs> Guys, I can never I can never see out of the shroud. <laughs> yeah, you're great. You're the most important guy up here. <laughs> that gives itself to the performance. If you could see, I wouldn't enjoy you as much out there. <laughs> no, I think the well-dressed leader would be Tristan. Oh, okay. He's got some oh. good flash and panache. Oh, all right. Um the classic puppet duo made into two men uh, of Punch and Judy. Uh-huh. If you've ever heard of Punch yes. and Judy, it's like anytime you see a stereotypical puppet like window where like there's one character oh, yeah. who's just like punching the other or whatever. Yeah, that's Punch and it Judy. It was always a man punching his wife. Yes, <laughs> it, because violence against women is just hilarious. <laughs> so relatable. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Um, <laughs> So there would be people dressed as Punch and Judy. Uh, I'm going to give that to Ariana and Rob. <laughs> oh, uh, what? 
Don't worry, you're Punch. Yeah, <laughs> nice. you're definitely yeah. Punch. Oh, <laughs> I'll be Judy. Nice. Uh, music playing Merryman. Ooh. And other men wearing colored ribbons, rosettes, and sashes. That's where you come in, Gina. Yeah, I'll be the, I'll be the miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> Background. You're the glue that holds the show together. <laughs> you have more parts than anybody. Uh, apparently, decorating the Mari Loit was often a community event. Uh, glass beads were added for eyes. The skull and shroud were decorated and sometimes painted. And sometimes the mouth was articulated like a puppet. Oh, that is, that's the most terrifying part of everything you've said. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pretty impressed with the craftsmanship of this town. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an episode of Making It. Right? <laughs> uh, the procession would go house to house. And uh, when they get there, they ask permission to come inside. Hell no! Yes. Mm-hmm. And they do it in a sing-song way. So they yes. sing, so it's like call and response, like, can we come inside tonight? Hell no, you like can't come inside tonight. That's exactly, you did it right. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, the inhabitants, Damn it, she answered its song, now we can't. <laughs> <laughs> the inhabitants are supposed to refuse, also in song. Oh, oh. God. Good job, yeah. you, did wow. you did what you were supposed okay. to do. Uh, this continues with a lively back and forth. And if the people in the house eventually let them in and relent, they will feed the procession and give them drinks and stuff and uh, basically becomes sort of like a bit of a party. And the Mari Lloyd will run around, nay, scare children and adults, and generally cause a bit of chaos. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hate this. So that's the story of the Mari Lloyd, which they still, like, occasionally you'll see people celebrating today. And Yeah, they don't exactly know what the origins are. Some people think that it's literally, like, supposed to be an ode to the Virgin Mary. Okay. Because Mari Lloyd Uh is supposed to be, like, Mary or something. I don't know. But they say that it's old Welsh way of saying gray Mm. is Lloyd and Mary could just be horse. So, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. <coughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's all for the Mari Lloyd. I don't know if you want to... Was there really at a time, was there a horse that came to people's house to claim the dead or bridge over to the afterlife? Or I got to imagine during, like, the Black Plague, the horse carrying out the bodies or something like uh-huh. that would be considered, like, a portent of doom. Oh, sure. I was thinking, like, in the Bible... Uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, death is the one who rides a pale horse. Mm-hmm. So, and they're a pale rider ex- upon his horse. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I feel like it could be like death's horse and, and it was people's way of, of making light of what they didn't understand and also feared. One thing I will point out that it said was um, it's directly like correlates to a time when people had horses as pets. Okay. So, like, it correlates to a time where, like, uh, more people across the countryside were living the kind of life that they could have a horse as well. Oh, okay. Whereas, like, before, that would be only if you, like, worked with horses. Uh-huh. Or... So, like, uh, the pet horse trade, I guess, was booming at the time that this mm-hmm. became a thing. So they were like, let's encourage people to buy horses by making one a terrifying one <laughs> to enter their house and scare their children? <laughs> yeah. This will be great for business. <laughs> This guy really knows how to sell Halloween. This sounds like Jack Skellington's just attempt. You right. know, like, this is his Oh, first that's trip a good point. Try. Yeah. 
This is the beginning, the origin story where Oogie Boogie uh-huh. tried to make Christmas his thing. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> we see why Oogie Boogie's the way he is. <laughs> I just like that, like, there's an assumed back and forth that you're supposed to have. It's not yes or no. It's like, no, you gotta go back and forth a yeah, couple yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. It's the baby, it's cold outside of that that day's mythology. We gotta come in. <laughs> no, you're a scary old horse. <laughs> no, you're gonna eat my face. We put the glass beads in our eyes. <laughs> What's the sense of hurting my pride? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, baby, it's cold outside. Uh, <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's the Mari Lloyd. Um, I like that. In a, in a way that I actually hate all of it. In a scary, macabre, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. beautiful terrifying way but like if someone put that in a tv show or something like i would totally watch that and be like oh shit this is the greatest <laughs> show ever the uh, production company that makes um midsummer and hereditary oh yeah the terrifying one yeah it's called a24 films i believe oh, yeah. uh i love them so i'm happy to promote them and say how great they oh yeah are. i know a24 yeah. yes and uh i would just say like that's Perfect for one of their movies. Yeah, are make, you listening? Yeah, make a Christmas movie, A24. No, call us. We'll make the Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a better idea. <laughs> the you Lloyd. can't make it unless we sign off. <laughs> this is protected. Uh, this is our, what do you call it? Intellectual property. <laughs> okay, so the next cryptid, or cryptids, I'm, I'm glad to say it's a whole family. Oh, nice. It's oh. a family affair. Um, this is Grilla and her family. So, uh, Grilla is from Icelandic folklore as far back as the 13th century. So we're talking like 600 years earlier than, uh, the Mari Lloyd. Dang. Yeah, it's, it's been around for a bit. Okay. So in Iceland, Grilla is a giant troll who is in a perpetual bad mood (laughs) because of her insatiable hunger. Tell me about his sister. Four children. Oh, I like this lady. <laughs> when you see pictures of Grilla, she's usually depicted as gnawing on a child's leg. Okay, I'm into this. This is less scary than the last one to me. Because <laughs> she's just like, like a, I get her. In... <laughs> <laughs> no babies for you is what I'm hearing. <laughs> work, work first. <laughs> Figure out a family later. <laughs> well, just know that she's going to raise. She'll make a Christmas too. So on Christmas, Grilla comes down from the mountains to hunt naughty children. She places them in a sack. Oh, yeah. sack check. We got our first sack. Got another sack, baby. <coughs> and drags them back to her cave where she boils them alive for her favorite stew. Okay. Yeah. So, Grilla's pretty tough, you know. She's nothing to be messed with. I don't know if it's just I watched a lot of Looney Tunes, but whenever I hear that, I think of, like, Bugs Bunny, like, in the big cauldron, and they're, like, oh, yeah. chopping up yep. uh, carrots and stuff, but it's, like, a, a hot tub to him. He's, like, chilling. He's okay with it. Yeah, 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 because yeah. he knows he's going to, he knows he's smarter than everyone, and he's going to escape. So, I have a new theory. All of these were made up by uh, the big sack guys. Like the, like the guys who want to sell as many sacks as humanly possible. Wow, you've got quite a load there. Have you considered a large sack? 
<laughs> Let me tell you all these stories about what sacks could be used for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like pe- people know they need a sack if they whether they're like hauling children to be eaten or presents and coal. Hey, I got a sack here. You can fill these twenty five kids. In here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First there was big pharma, and now there's just big sack taking yeah. over. Yeah, I love the idea that like sacks were on the decline. Like, <laughs> Papa, what if the sack factory closes? Son, I pray I never have to answer that question. <laughs> there's always money in the sack factory. <laughs> we got a new marketing campaign out there. <laughs> we're hoping the sacks fly off the shelves. Uh, it backfired. Now everyone thinks anyone with a sack is a monster. <laughs> Ooh, this is really going to hurt the marketing campaign. <laughs> uh, according to folklore, Grilla has been married three times. Uh, but she is currently married to her husband, Lepaluti. Okay. L-E-P-P-A-L-U-T-H-I. Okay. Uh, he is said to live with her in her cave and is mostly known for being lazy. Nope. Damn it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grill is a real like old school type. He's oh. not. He's not a good dude. He She's a even... powerful troll. She yeah. doesn't need that man. And he doesn't even like clean up or anything. Uh, I was really hoping you were gonna say who's mostly known for being her servant. Because um, I was like, all right, I'm on board with this. But well, maybe that's where it comes from. Like Grillo's having to constantly be like, God, can you pick up? <laughs> and he's like, okay. Like he eventually does. Yeah, it. exactly. Oh, all right. Yeah. Like he's lazy, but he still like he gets you can get him there. Either way, I mean, <laughs> she's bringing home how many kids a night? Yeah, making stew. I mean, if not for her, he would he would be no one. Yeah, and, and these pitching. other. These other husbands, they left, they died. Good question. If she originally kills them, I'm back on board with liking her. I was going to say, like, she has a knack for putting children alive in boiling water (laughs) and stewing them into her favorite meal. So I imagined her husband didn't fare much better. Does it give any food examples? I just like hearing about food stuff. Like, Like, what seasoning? Like, what's her recipe? Yeah. No, I didn't get a... Is this more of a curry or a stew? <laughs> I'm well, yeah. sure Grillo will have a show on the Food Network <laughs> soon. <laughs> but, uh, no, I didn't I didn't find her, like, recipe book or anything. <laughs> Nobody from Iceland has figured out what a market they're missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> That's our intellectual property. You can't make it now, Sweden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah... That's that's pretty much the long and short on Lepaluthi. Uh, Wait, you said there was a whole family. On Lepaluthi, just oh, the okay. husband. I There's nothing it. else to be said for him, really. Just oh, okay, ass. okay. Yeah, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call that a family, really. Well, we're not done. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's just mom and dad. <laughs> okay. I, I only mean to say that there's, like, nothing to say about oh, Le- okay. Lepaluthi. Oh, Got it, got it. Other um, than he's lazy. Right. Yeah. The end. <laughs> when you see depictions of them, they look like those old school trolls that have like the big round moon faces. Oh yeah, I love oh, those old school trolls are okay. scary. Like that you see in like Hungarian folklore book kind yeah. of trolls, that kind. Uh, He's the Al Bundy of. <laughs> he really is. He just sits in his chair. Oh, that so that makes Lepaluthi the the Peggy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I'm into it. I'm into seeing a troll version of. You Peggy. mean, you I mean, mean Grillo is Peg Bundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Very troll-like Carol. Yeah, but just like a huge troll stuffed into the 
leopard print leggings yeah. <laughs> and, and like weirdly high high heels well if you were missing out on kids for the definition of family strap in baby Grilla and Lepaluti are the parents of the Yule Lads, also known as the Yuletide Lads or the Yule Men. Uh, they're a group of 13 mischievous prank pranksters who name, eh, can't talk, whose names indicate their deeds or personalities, much like the Seven Dwarves. Okay. Yeah, and now I'll go through the list of all of them. Sleepy Lad. So I was picturing <laughs> the Seven bad. Dwarves when you said a family. Yeah. I oh, guess that's, interesting. I guess that's sort of where it comes from, or maybe that came from where Snow White and the Seven Dwarves came from. Yeah. Because this is a really old Well, uh, aren't like a lot of old school Walt Disney uh, movies based on like really terrifying, like like Grimm. it's a lot of Brothers Grimm stuff, yeah, but absolutely. I think there's also some other shit mixed in there sometimes that's also terrifying. It sounds right, yeah. Because where, where better to get your source material for children <laughs> than terrifying places? <laughs> Uh, so they, yeah, they're these 13 guys, uh, they come one by one on the 13 nights leading up to Christmas, also known as Yuletide. Okay. Uh, the first to arrive is Sheep Coat Claude. Oh. Uh, he, he harasses sheep, but... (laughs) But don't judge him for that. (laughs) He harasses sheep, but he's impaired by his peg legs. Oh my god. So oh wait, not, he's not very good at harassing. Okay, good, good. That would yeah. be so amusing to see, though. Just like, you know, because sheep live on grass, which I believe is inevitably oh, hard yeah. to walk on. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there would be a lot of face planting into like the mud or sheep poop. Yeah, yeah oh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's trying to harass them because he's constantly being made a fool of by the <laughs> best of us all laughing at him. I'll get those sheep. <laughs> <laughs> they laugh. Uh, on the second night of Yuletide comes Gully Hawk. Uh, Gully Hawk is known for hiding in gullies and waiting to sip the froth off of fresh cow's milk. Mm. Oh, he just likes the finer things in life. Yeah, he just like hides down and in a gully <laughs> until he gets his opportunity, and then he runs forward. Okay, okay. And then runs back to his gully. I guess. So he's like the he's like the the hungry one. Like in all of these things, there's always like one fat one. Like there's... in Cinderella, there's like the one fat mouse, and then in like like there's always Gus like Gus. one. Yeah, Gus Gus. I think there were like three categories that actually pointed out. One is like food associated. Another is just like straight up harassing. And then the third, uh-huh. I can't remember. They're like we'll Smurfs. See. They're like different Smurfs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Gully Hawk. And then Stubby, who is <laughs> abnormally short, oh. uh, he steals pans to eat the crust left on them. Yum. Oh, I like this. I like their style. I like their food stealing style. Uh, what I'm seeing for most of these is they're not getting their share of the stew that mom's making. Oh. They all seem very hungry. Good point. Um, the next is Spoon Liquor. Ooh, I don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, I'll, I'll, I can turn you around on Spoon Liquor. Uh, he steals and licks wooden spoons. Uh, he's very thin due to malnutrition. Ooh, I don't like him. Uh, he's like a tiny tin. I, he's, a, he's creepy. He, he's just... He, all he can carry away is wooden spoons. If it's if it's a metal spoon, it's too heavy. For but him. like now, I just, I just picture like eating dinner and then like 
slowly looking over and they're just being two like <laughs> emaciated eyes and an emaciated head looking at you. <laughs> that's just terrifying. Like, just like a gray alien, basically, yeah, really thin and like. Spuds, that's like, would I like? Spuds. I'm trying. Like, would you pretend you didn't see him, or would you? Would you be like, holy crap, what the fuck is going on? Or would you try and kick him away and then run? I don't know. Also, do they steal it or do they just lick it and leave it there? Yeah. Because then it's like, no, that's yours now, bro. Oh yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Steals and licks wooden spoons. Okay, so we're not. I don't. I'm not getting them back. <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm just more like, okay with that. I'm okay with that. Too. I did like how specific he was. You know, like wooden spoons only. I, everybody has to have their niche, and I'm gonna stay in my lane. <laughs> Oh yeah, like if there's if like you throw away like a plastic spoon, he's yeah, like, ah, oh, oh no, no, that's so not gross. That one. <laughs> so hungry. <laughs> okay, so the next one is pot scraper, uh, who steals leftovers in pots. So like if you leave leftovers on the stove, he'll come oh. scrape it out. That doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, that doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> I mean, you're missing out on your leftovers, and that's like that's true. But I assume if you've left them out overnight, you don't want them. Right, especially if he's got to scrape them out of your pot. <laughs> yeah. I, in fact, like if he if he scrapes them and then leaves the pot soaking in some Dawn detergent, I'm on board with this guy. Yeah, that would be really courteous. <laughs> For some reason, I think someone named Pot Scraper is just not quite that courteous. <laughs> Who's staying at our house over the next weekend, hun? Oh, it's my friend Pot Scraper. Uh... Could be, I'll pay for a hotel. <laughs> like, you would never let pot scrapers stay on your couch. <laughs> I don't know if then you follow that with like he's gonna do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, true. it turns out he's like an ideal roommate, except he left his shit in every toilet. Oh, this guy. That to me, not an ideal roommate. Yeah. If you have a caveat like that, <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, okay, so that's. Pot, pot scraper. Pot scraper, that's right. I'm getting the, lick, I'm getting the licks and scrapes mixed up. Uh, He's a gentleman about his food eating. Next is bowl liquor. Oh, man. I feel like bowl liquor and spoon liquor at the holidays do not get along. Oh, poor bowl liquor. Or are they a perfect match? You take the bowl, I'll take the spoon. Yeah, that's right. a good point. Uh, bowl liquor stays underneath beds and waits for you to put down your bowl oh, on the floor. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> they will steal the bowl and lick the bowl. Wait, why are you having bowls in bed? Uh, in in the, olden days, that's how they do. In yesterday. Yeah. That's the best way place to have ice cream before you pass out. Okay. <laughs> I, I associate it with like sickly children eating their shitty porridge and, and soup broth and they like can't come to the table. <laughs> Father, I can't possibly get out of bed today. I'm dying, you see. Because <laughs> there's no modern medicine. The leeches aren't working for Papa. I just need more leeches. <laughs> it's Vodka. always leeches with you, Papa. <laughs> oh boy, I can only take so many leeches. Uh, the next is Door Slammer. I don't like this guy. Loves, oh, okay. Uh, loves to slam doors, especially at night. I live next to Door Slammer, and okay. I not enjoy it. At first, yeah. I was like, oh, all right, that's fine. And then I realized how scary it would be to hear a random door in your apartment slam at 2.30 in the morning. Absolutely. Even if it wasn't random, how annoying that is every day. Slam! You're right, slam, but I was thinking, like, well, at least he's not hiding under the bed and licking my bowl. Trying to watch TV. <laughs> slam! Trying to read a book. Slam! Oh, see, I was thinking, like, slam. he does it maybe twice a day. No, 
Which at first I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then I realized it was twice a day could both be at night and I would like shit my pants <laughs> if I heard a door slam. Oh, God, yeah, that that's so scary. That wouldn't be good at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> that would freak me out for sure. Uh, next is Skier Gobbler. Skier Gobbler. Skier Gobbler. Like <laughs> gobble skis? Skier is uh, similar to yogurt. Oh, okay. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, so he's specifically after some yogurt. And he gobbles it. Yeah, he's got he needs he's got really bad phlegm problems. <laughs> I, I I think he, I think I'm good with this guy though. I think he's just like he's just like do lifting some weights on the weekends and he needs a little extra protein, right? Sure, it's like yeah. the pro the probiotics help. Yeah, yeah, like he seems like kind of a normal guy. And and there's no caveat of like, oh, and he has to steal it from you. It's just like he could be going to the grocery store and being like, can I get 20 cartons of yogurt? <laughs> and then he's just a normal guy who like kind of maybe looks like a monster. He's, I don't know. He's an accountant. Yeah. He, in the mountains. Yeah. He's the, he's the like uh, Michael of Arrested Development of this family. Yeah, like he's, he's very, the normal one. He very reluctantly is like, I got to do the Christmas thing. <laughs> but still, where did the spoon come from? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next is the sausage swiper, oh. whose name is kind of in there, but he hides in the rafters and steals hanging sausage links. Okay, that's <laughs> a lot scarier than what I initially thought. Being in the rafters. <laughs> yeah, the funny. rafters part, would yeah. I would not like that. <laughs> Don't hang your sausage from the rafters? What other way is there to hang sausage, sir? From whereupon do I hang? Do I want them smoked or don't I? <laughs> uh, so a monster steals a few of them. <laughs> worth it. Uh, next is the window peeper. Nope. Which no. is also a modern day monster. <laughs> um, peeper. Peeper. <laughs> the window peeper is a snoop who looks in windows for things to steal. Oh, uh, so he's, he's a pervert a, and a and a He's just thief? straight up robber. Yeah. He's just a robber casing your house. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, and he comes, uh, I guess, like the day before Christmas, right? Because really? we're, we're on number 12 of 13. So here. I guess the key would be not to put out your presents until after that. Point. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, wait. No, I'm wrong. Sorry. We have three more after this. I have them in front of me. I should know this. <laughs> so there's a oh, few days right, left. Right. So yeah, he's checking out the presents you just got. The oh, things, yeah. The last minute things you haven't wrapped up yet. Huh. Yep. Uh, the one who comes today, I guess, right? The day before Christmas Eve. Yes. Is, you're going to love it. The doorway sniffer. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> really? You're only hurting yourself. I feel like. <laughs> Sniff my door? Just the doorway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, he has a huge nose, which he uses to locate leaf bread, which I learned uh, is a Christmas bread in Ireland. In, in Ireland. In <laughs> Iceland. And... Um, they make it around Christmas time every year. Mm. What does that and have to do with the doorway? Well, because he's he wants sniffing. to, he yeah, wants he to sn sniff in. that freshly baked bread. Yeah, if he oh, doesn't okay. smell the bread, then he's out. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, wait, so does he do anything if he smells yeah. the bread? He, he's going to eat yeah, the bread, I assume. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, that, that that if he's just a guy who walks by and he's like, on every doorway, I'm fine with that. If he sniffs it and then is like, all right, there's bread in there, I'm going to bust open this door at 4 a.m. so it slams open and scares everyone, and then my siblings are going to lick her spoons. <laughs> like, that's a whole different ballgame. 
But what if you had made the perfect leaf bread and you wake up in the morning and there's just crumbs left? I would be pissed. Exactly. That's what he does. I, I would immediately him. think that I was I like sleep him. eating. I'd be like, oh, I ate it. Oh, <laughs> really? But yeah, as I understand. Maybe that's it, really what happens with people who sleep eat. It's uh, the doorway sniffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, like a little leavened bread, I guess. They make like a big disc out of it, and then they roll a thing over the top that makes it the leaf cake. Mm. I yeah. bet it's pretty good. It has to be. They make it just for Christmas. So you know it's got to be like yeah. decadent. Yeah. I bet, um, it's, I bet it's great. The next one is Meat Hook. Uh, okay. He steals meat with his hook. Oh, crap. Yeah, he's they're carrying hooks now, which is... <laughs> Dang. It makes me think of the fog. This is what happens when people when you take away people's sacks. <laughs> I they mean, bring hooks. They get scarier. At the same point, no one has mentioned anything about them harming anybody. Other, you know, sure they're shitheads and they steal stuff. Yeah. I just wouldn't want to see it. Like I wouldn't want to wake up and see them. Even if someone was like, they're not going to do anything to you. If I woke up in the middle of the night. And there was like a giant monster there, and he was like, "I don't worry, I'm not gonna do anything to you." I would still be like, "I don't care. I'm just here for your meat." To lick your spoons. <laughs> yeah, right. That would even be worse. It's like you're here to buy, lick my spoons. Just kill me, please. Can you just kill me? Because I can't watch you lick my spoons. <laughs> it was the, what am I supposed the to original do? draft of Hellraiser. That's what he did. He came, he came up, and he then they tested it on audiences, and the studio was like, "I." I think we need a slight rewrite. <laughs> I promise you, Spoonlick is huge in Iceland. <laughs> I started that out with like a half attempt in an Icelandic accent, and then I realized I have no idea. What oh, the yeah. The, like, like, my only basis would be Bjork if you did a Bjork voice. Isn't she Icelandic? She yeah. is, but I don't know what she sounds like. That's a good I point. I just know I her, really song, her songs that I, at the end of Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I would she her, if I had yeah. to attempt a do it, it's hard. do it. It would oh, be yes. whispery like and then you go to the upper peninsula. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. <laughs> I would watch I, that show for days. Just Rob doing his Bjork impersonation. About the upper, about his adventures <laughs> yeah. in the Upper Peninsula. Come, welcome back to another episode of Bjork in the Upper Peninsula, <laughs> our new podcast. <laughs> You've been listening to High Mystery so much, you needed Bjork <laughs> in the Upper Peninsula. Okay, we're we're bringing it home with number thirteen. This guy comes on Christmas, uh, and he is the candle stealer. He follows children to steal their candles, which were once made of edible fallow. So back in the day, oh, those candles okay. were actually food. Yum. Yeah. So it seems like most overall for me, the Yule men are hungry. or the Yule lads are just hungry. Yes. Yeah. Which is a, a common theme with these people here. Well, which... it said her mom was hungry. Their mom yeah. was hungry too, so Rilla. it makes sense that they're all they're all hungry. I guess she's just not having very successful hunts and making a ton of stew, or 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 she does, but she can only it. catch so many kids. Like like realistically, you can probably only catch a couple kids a year before <laughs> the townspeople start getting suspicious. <laughs> so like she probably has two kids a year that she can catch and kill and then pretend like 
They froze to death and fell into the river or something. Plus, she's feeding lazy ass <laughs> Lefalutzi. Oh, right? that's true. He would just help out a little bit. Yeah. If he could bring home like one kid yeah. for side dishes. That's true. <laughs> are these his kids or are these from the previous husband? These oh, are, that's a good there, there are previous Yule lads, but they don't get as much notoriety as this mm. main 13. And they are under the current marriage. Oh, so, dang. Yeah. I want, okay. Um,. So, so that's what he's being used for. Yeah, right? Making babies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he must be real good if he's got a reputation for just being lazy. <laughs> well, maybe that's laziness in bed, too. Maybe that's why she's unhappy. Uh, it's like, I sure, mean, he can get her pregnant, but it's not like... <laughs> I wonder if there's if some of them are bringing the food back to her, though. Like, oh, for that yeah. soup. Like, maybe she just makes one awesome soup a year, and they're all out <laughs> gathering shit for... For like the entire year. And Spoon Licker like way missed the mark. He just keeps <laughs> bringing her spoons over and over again. I'm not taking out the spoon, mama. I'm not the spoon. It's the only thing she can't use. Like she's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'll need pots and pans to bake up the bread. The sniffer stole. She's literally using spoons as like the kindling for the fire at this point. <laughs> she's got so many spoons. He won't stop bringing them. It's like you can't use them. He's licked them all. <laughs> Okay, so there are also underneath the like banner of the Yule lads, there are two uh, female Yule Yule pranksters. Oh, apparently they're really obscure, <laughs> but uh, they stole melted fat by stuffing it in their socks or their noses. Ew. Yeah. Use useful thieves though. Yeah, they they get away with the fat, however they have to. Yeah, I would hire them for a heist. Yeah, right. I just picture them coming back with their haul and they're just like, hur-ha, hur-ha, uh, like straight out the nose. And then like taking off their sock and being like, <laughs> we've got so much goose squeeze grease. It out, squeeze it out. <laughs> what a score. <laughs> um, and then no family, in my opinion, is complete without a pet. Uh, and they have a Yule cat. Oh, yeah, it's a Yule cat, uh, which is a huge and vicious cat. <laughs> Who lurks in the snow waiting to eat humans. Yes. You can keep the Yule Cat at bay by receiving new clothes at Christmas time. Oh. So, yeah, amend your your Christmas list accordingly. This was uh, big clothing that put this message out there. Right. Actually, this, there's a funny story, like, theory behind this one where uh, – the farmers who had lots of like uh, workers on their farm, they would want to quit shearing sheep like three or four days before Christmas because oh. they were just over it. Uh-huh. And so this was put out as a myth that supported the farmer who would give out uh, <clears throat> clothing only to those workers who worked all the way up until Christmas time. Oh. So in effect... When they gave them that clothing, they were saving them from the Yule Cat and giving them an incentive to work all the way up until Christmas Day, oh. as opposed to three or four days before. I wonder if there was, like, a shitty farmer who, like, went and killed a couple that didn't work late, you know, mm. and oh. didn't take the clothes. And it was the Yule Cat! See? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should have obeyed the Yule Cat! <laughs> <laughs> He was shot with a gun. Yes, the Yule Cat has a gun. Yes, this is how he his, catches things. His nostrils are muskets. <laughs> Don't question the Yule Cat. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Oh, yeah, I feel like that guy's really Scroogey, you know? Yeah. Oh, three days stopping before Christmas is just a cheap way to rob a man's pocket. Yeah, that's Scrooge. That's Scrooge being asked for that half a day off on Christmas Day or something. But anyway, that concludes uh, the Grilla family. So Grilla and the gang. It's pretty scary. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most extreme, like, of, like, Belschnickel and, like, Krampus. They get naughty kids, but there yeah. seems to be not too much discerning with who suffers. Yeah, a true nihilist. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, uh, kids, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. We're going to kill you either way. Might as well be bad. <laughs> the cat doesn't like poor people, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that concludes another episode of Colin's Christmas Cryptic. Woo, woo, woo. That's right, you've been listening to Triple C. <laughs> uh, so far, we have smoked two of Rob's Keef blunts, as well as the guest blunt that Ariana <coughs> rolled, which had all kinds of fun stuff in it. Wedding Crashers, I remember that one. Oh, Facts. yeah. Yeah. And uh, we still got my Slim King Palm here, yes. coated with all its waxy goodness. They do. That is true. Oh, we should say, if you're not smoking with us yet, what are you waiting for? (laughs) You had to have had an eight squirreled away at Christmas time. If not, I'm sad. But um, (laughs) this could be the most high I've been on the podcast. Wow. Including including, uh, our friend Mike from Euphoric Dreams. That was a a great day. (laughs) (laughs) On that particular special, we smoked like something like three Bearwood specials as well as like seven joints and like three blunts. It was nonstop. That's how it needs to be Wow. It was intense. Smoking and rolling, smoking and rolling. But yeah, we're doing we're doing well. We're this, doing this, good. This keeps hitting me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, we're doing all right, guys. I'm gonna have to barrel through this one. Barrel, <laughs> barrel on through, baby. All Choo-choo. right, we believe in you. So this is uh, what we determined to be the uh, Christmas future, in the sense that it happens just after Christmas. Okay. All right. This is the murder. Of course. Of Debbie Wolf. <laughs> oh, Debbie. Debbie Wolf. Your name was so good. Yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. Both both the Debbie and the Wolf. Yeah, you could sure. also go Deb. It's not yeah. a good options in there. This is mainly a story of bungling, obviously. Oh boy. I, I do I'm have to surprised. say with a name like Debbie Wolf, it kind of limits your spirit animal choices. It has to, yeah. <laughs> you kinda of have to be a wolf. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Rob. Debbie Wolf was a nurse in Fayetteville, North Carolina. She disappeared shortly after leaving work at 4 p.m. on December 26, 1985. Oh, the day after Christmas. She had celebrated Christmas the previous day with her family, and when she didn't show up for work the following day, her family became concerned and decided to check in on Debbie. Oh. Guys, it's really a blessing when you don't have to work on Christmas or the day after, for that matter. Uh-huh. I feel bad that she had to work, but anyway. And the nurse, you got it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, At least people were concerned. Like, I feel yeah, like I was going to say. Most people were like, yeah, of course she missed work. Yeah, I was going to say, it's good. It's actually kind of good that she had work because, it, like, if she didn't, she'd be in her house eaten by cats by now. Oh, no. <laughs> so her mother, uh, her mother, Jenny... Jenny's husband, John, and her her friend Kevin went to her home, which was an isolated cabin 
seven miles outside of oh. Fayetteville. Well, this is a bad start. <laughs> this is a I bad mean, start. Isolated. How <laughs> isolated? Okay, it must be really isolated if isolated is how you describe it. <laughs> I like how you're like, this is a bad start. I'm thinking, that sounds nice. I oh. want an isolated cabin. I don't isolated want that. cabin. I don't want anything that could be described as isolated. Yeah, I don't think I do. You know. <clears throat> I really it's like. It's hard. I don't know. You have a whole island to yourself. Yeah, That's it's, it's a hard decision. Is that something you don't want? I, I would take that. Look, I wouldn't mind having an own island to myself as long as, like, right on the backside <laughs> of my island, there's a well-established city <laughs> where I can go to a hospital if need be, or call a police <laughs> officer out to my private island. For sure. If I've got a private island that is like. I need a little help. <clears throat> we'll be there in forty-five minutes. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Depending on depending on what's going to happen with her, you could also die in the middle of an apartment complex yeah. and not get to the phone in time, and That's not definitely true. And not and there could be a ton of people. So you Who's know, to say? yeah, yeah. But either way, when the police are called to that apartment, you want complex, them to get there fast. They'll be there in four or five minutes. But if I'm like in the middle of I don't know the middle of Canada. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. Next to a lake, and it's like three hours to the nearest thing, or Alaska. That's true. That's true. You know, when you're in Alaska, you're like on your own. You gotta be gritty and tough. Yeah, that's true. I bet the I bet the lifespan there is is lower than in other states. I have no idea, but it would make sense to me. Yeah. Or they're just more badass. Like they oh got. The thing, I'll just dish myself up. Pour uh, some vodka uh, on that. All right, Rob, tell us about this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so concerned about remoteness so and isolation. I've driven us off track. Oh, well, uh, so when the family arrived, they immediately noticed that Debbie's car was not parked in its normal spot. And there were several beer cans scattered around the property. But it was there? It was there. Just like weirdly parked. Just, though. yeah, parked in his mm. awkward spot. Beer cans. Beer it's cans. like on the porch. Just like... <laughs> so wait, I'm sorry I'm already asking so many questions. <laughs> the car is at her house. Yes. But not in its normal, not where not, she usually not parks where she it. usually and parks like, it. No one is going to sit on their car out front of their own house and have beers that they then throw on the ground, right? Right. That is so bizarre. Wait, right? I would think maybe like if she, if it was like a really clear, nice night and she wanted to lay on the hood of her car and, and look at the stars. Plausible, but why would she leave her own beer cans in front of her house? Like, I mean, it would probably be like if you're laying there and you're and you're drinking. And you just toss it. And you just toss it thinking, oh, I'll, I'll get it later. Especially um, if you're in the middle of nowhere, your neighbors aren't going to complain. That is a good point. I'm not thinking of it in like the context yeah. of like, Lady Judy judges a lot <laughs> coming down the street and being like, oh yeah. my god, what's the neighborhood coming to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah or maybe sense. she was just doing a lot of drinking and driving and then had a bunch of bottles on her lap and then when uh, she got out... That's just true. Like, also possible. possible. Mm-hmm. Guys, lots of possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> so many uh, possibilities. <laughs> Inside her home, they could see her dogs had not been fed. Oh, no. no. At least the dogs are happy and healthy, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. This okay, is the good, next good, day. Okay, good, good, good. This is the next day. Okay, right, right. <clears throat> but not fed, so she didn't go home, it yeah. sounds like, that night Okay. So uh, this really is Christmas present. Debbie was <laughs> a particularly neat and meticulous person, so they were surprised to see her uniform thrown on the kitchen floor and her purse shoved behind her bed. Uh Uh-oh. 
Stranger Still was a strange message left on her answering machine from earlier that day claiming that she had been gone from work for several days. Oh, no. Even though it was well established that she had been at work just the day before. Oh, oh no. So who left the message that said she'd been gone for several days? Un- unknown. It was just a strange message saying you've missed work for the last several days. I mean, there's... So this is the guy who called and said, oh, i got to think of something to cover my tracks. And he called and he was like, oh, you missed work for several days. Um, if you could call us. Oh. <laughs> to like cover his tracks kind of yeah even though she definitely was yeah, definitely see i was thinking was she was possessed work. by a demon and forgot that she had uh, got, like didn't know that she had gone to work interesting <laughs> uh the family searched the area surrounding um the yeah the areas the area surrounding a pond in debbie's backyard but there was no trace of her to be found so she has this giant pond in her backyard, and they looked around it, but they couldn't. They didn't drag it, though? Not that first day. Okay, no. okay. I'm still stuck on the message. <laughs> was, was the caller like, hey, Deb, uh, looks like you've been for a few days. Uh, we're just wondering what's going on. Yeah, it would have to be because it wouldn't be them calling to say, we just want to let you know, because if they're calling her, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, And like... Or, like, so, like, was it, like, that, like, high-pitched voice, or was it, like, Debbie, the lord of the underworld is wondering why you're not working. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, like, Gina's demon (laughs) theory? Debbie, everyone in HR is worried. (laughs) Oh, What's man. the weather like here? I just think oh, Christmas will automatically have some snow. And well, stuff, I thought you but... said it, the, that the beer cans were thrown in the snow, or did I invent that in my head as like, part of the narrative? <laughs> I, I mean, they were scattered around the property. I don't think they were in the snow. Oh, I, in my head, I was picturing a Fargo-like thing. Oh, okay. Like, Where are we? North Carolina. Okay, so it's nice and warm. Uh, North Carolina. It stays pretty warm. It's the it? south, yeah. Oh. It's further south than Kentucky, which is oh, like, yeah. I feel like the last stop for snow, kind of. Uh, you're right, mm-hmm. I think. Oh. So you're not looking for like footprints or anything? Because there's no snow. Or... I guess not. No, no snow. Oh. Uh, Jenny then tried to report her daughter missing, but the police told her that she had to wait 72 hours oh. before they could get the involved. Floor. Wait, what year is this? About. 1986. No, it's not. Remember we established on the... 1985. We established on the earlier episode. It was in the 70s when they started doing so what it, the, right? what's up? But I bet, no, no, I bet no, no, when no. they started doing it, but a place like North Carolina probably doesn't uh, get those types of laws until much later. We ain't heard of those kind of laws, <laughs> yeah? That's a strange state folk law. We don't look for folks. <laughs> the The thing you were thinking of was the um, <coughs> mandatory immediate when it's a child. Uh, oh, that's right. And that didn't. Adults yet. And that didn't uh, take into effect. I think until like 1986 or something oh. like that, or at least after the kidnapping. So I see. I see. Yeah. So uh, on December 31st. Five days after her disappearance, the sheriff's office began their investigation. Jeez, that's a long time to wait. Right? Uh, Bloodhounds were used to search for Debbie's scent, but no scent could be picked up. And that concluded police officers' search efforts. Jeez. 
Mm. Like, well, if the dogs can't find yeah. well, yeah, it, you here. waited five days. Yeah. <laughs> what dog is going to be able to smell that five days later? Right? They're probably like, man, this drive out to this insanely remote cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, God. Do you even feel like doing police work? <laughs> yeah, I do not feel like doing police work. My wife made pie. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, New Year's Day, 1986, Jenny, Debbie's mom, commissioned a search of the pond and hired divers, one of whom was Jenny's friend Kevin, who was present when the family initially searched the home. Oh, no. I already have a bad feeling about Kevin. Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) When just a few minutes... Within just a few minutes, Kevin found two sets of footprints and drag marks at the bottom of the pond. Oh, boy. He followed the tracks until he came across Debbie's body, which had been placed inside a burn barrel. Okay. Police were brought to the scene where they took her body from the water. An autopsy determined that there were no drugs or alcohol in her system, and her cause of death was determined to be from drowning. But Kevin believed different. His primary reasons for believing this were that drowning victims would have their eyes and mouth wide open and their arms and hands outstretched. However, her body was not found in this condition and instead appeared to be cleaned despite the dirtiness of the pond. Though perhaps the strongest piece of evidence was the fact that her body was found in a fucking burn barrel. Yeah. Right. No, she she. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what kind of goof troop fucking uh, level of ridiculousness would have to happen from that being an accident? Like, she happened to fall into that barrel and it just rolled rolled into into it. She was practicing for her (laughs) Niagara Falls. Right? (laughs) She's going over. That's true. (laughs) Did they ever try to, like, uh, fingerprint the bottles or anything? Or they just assumed it was her and they didn't look into the bottles for, like, DNA? Maybe they backwashed or something. Bottles or cans? Cans. Cans. I heard cans. It was cans. cans. I just feel like that's super important. <laughs> it probably is harder to get fingerprints off cans than bottles. I have no idea. Forensics, you let us know. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I think like if like you you're not gonna drop bottles, right? Because they might bust. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely cans. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, it mattered a lot to me. More, more than it probably should. <laughs> well, you know, you have the picture in your mind's eye, and yeah, like I keep thinking it's in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> uh, the police department conclusion of events was that Debbie accidentally fell into the pond while playing outside with her dogs, claiming boldly that there was no barrel in the pond at all. Wow. What? But and the then, dogs were inside, right? I was going to say the dogs locked themselves in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What the do you dogs think, Wadsworth? Mother's <laughs> <laughs> oh, taken an awful trip. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we should go inside and find the police. But they would have taken photographs of everything as it happened. So how could they claim that? Like, because they someone would have had to probably take a photo of like the diver who got the barrel out or something. Well, investigators claim that what divers actually saw was her jacket, which had ballooned out from being in the water. Huh. However, and not a burn barrel. No. Yeah. No. That's but, seems like you'd know the difference. Yeah, it would. Both divers claimed what they saw was definitely a barrel. 
Jenny also claimed to overhear investigators talking about taking the barrel in for evidence. Oh, shit. Finally. We're, we're definitely talking some kind of cover-up. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Prior to Debbie's disappearance, Jenny and several others remembered seeing the barrel next to the cabin. At the time, it was being used for target practice. When Jenny initially searched the property, she noticed the barrel had been missing, but there was an indentation uh, from where it had been. Huh, that's a lot of stuff for her to be remembering, though. <laughs> like that she forgot the first time around? Isn't that weird? Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess you, you don't... You, there's other things that were more importantly yeah, weird, I guess maybe. That's true. Like that car is parked weirdly. Beer cans. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few months after Debbie's death, Jenny had a chance to examine uh, the body and found um, that. Uh, wow. I don't know. I'm so high. This is hard to read. <laughs> was it a giant jacket or was it a burn barrel? <laughs> Tell us true. Oh, to, so I, I omitted a word that's important. So Jenny had a chance to examine items found on her daughter's body. Okay. Uh, Jenny was convinced that the clothes did not belong to her daughter. Her pants were too large. The field jacket did not belong to her. Uh, or her brother. She had previously <laughs> borrowed one from her brother. The bra had a cup size three times larger than her own. Three wow. times larger? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, the same thing with her shoes. They were three times larger. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to speak for women, but I feel like you don't get, like, an extra big comfy bra. No. <laughs> it's not like sweatshirts. You know, like... bro, you know? but, but maybe she was just shrunk. <clears throat> Maybe she was trying to see what it would feel like when she got her enormous breast implants. <laughs> I mean, if you go with the theory that she drowned herself, maybe she knew that she would, like, balloon up from all the water. And I mean... Oh, fit. that's a weird thought. That is a weird thought. That would be, like, really macabre. That would be some, like, gone girl shit. Yeah. Well. Well, regardless of all this, police continue to claim the clothes belong to her. Uh, Debbie was in charge of volunteer workers at the hospital. Two volunteers from the hospital were questioned. Both the men uh, ha had tried to pursue romantic relationships with her and both apparently oh. knew where she lived. Oh, no. Not that remote or isolated, I guess. Yeah. So, really, the bungler is like, he's staying home today. Yeah. This is the... Intentional <laughs> I did this intentionally. I'm covering up something that I did, perhaps. I bet one of them is related to the police chief. Oh, he's the And son. that's why the cops are covering that shit up. Definitely the police chief's son. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. Wow. Well, never good to have a connection to the person no, who shows up underwater in a burn barrel. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Everyone's reeling from the blunts right now. <laughs> just so you guys know. I, I mean, I feel like I'm taking short uh, draws on that, and it's just hitting <laughs> all of my lungs. <laughs> this is the uh, King Paul night coated with wax on yeah. the outside. It is a bear. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jenny believes that one of the suspects took Debbie hostage, kept her alive for several days before killing her. 
She believes the killer returned to the <laughs> pond later to remove the barrel from the pond to make it appear that her death was an accident. But didn't she Wait. do stuff for Christmas and then went missing? And she had been to work up until that point. So, like, how could they have had yeah, her? Yeah, that's. They think that maybe um, he took her hostage. Like Christmas Eve. That or no Christmas that twenty six when she came home or whatever the case, but like took her somewhere else, like took her hostage. I don't know to his fucking. Oh, but room. but oh, wasn't oh, one see. of the messages saying, "Oh, she hasn't been been in work at work <laughs> yeah. in a few days," but witnesses yeah, but, said, "Yeah, she had." Been. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he was doing that. So that was day like a one. false lead. Yeah. Oh, I see. And they think that, like, when they were first looking for the body or, like, conducting searches, they think when that was first happening that somebody, she was still alive. <coughs> okay. And somebody had her in there captured. Uh, I see. And then it, over the course of the search, a couple days later or whatever, then they finally actually killed her and put her in the lake or pond. Okay. Which I'd love to know how big this pond is. Me because too. It is kind of weird if it's a huge pond that he found her in two minutes. Yeah. Unless it's a really small pond and he's like basically in a bathtub. Yeah, it must yeah. have been small. Yeah. It must have been small. Or. If but it did say they had four divers, and if they quad and if they did quadrant it off, it could still just be a small that's true. section. That he personally had to look into. I mean, one, uh, like one of them was going to find the body, basically. Good point. Right. <laughs> uh, of the two suspects question, there was one in particular that bothered her. He had a history of psychiatric illness mm. and often asked her to go out with him. At one point, he was able to get a hold of her phone number and began to call her. No. I don't like that. He even claimed to know where she lived and threatened to come see her. Oh, no. The man was questioned by police, but he had an alibi and refused to take a polygraph. Okay. Hmm. Who's his alibi? This other guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like in an alley like, yeah, I promise he was hanging out with me. You need somebody to alibi you? I I do that now. (laughs) Uh, and he left the state shortly thereafter. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. The other man, they yeah, questioned. Yeah, I guess he didn't, hadn't been arrested already. <laughs> had to, uh, he tr- had tried to become romantically involved with Debbie in the weeks leading up to her death, though she had told him that she preferred they just be friends. Jenny believes that the strange voicemail left on the answering machine was left by this man. The man was questioned by police, but they didn't find any evidence to suspect that he was involved. Uh, her family have all since passed, and her death remains an accidental drowning. Oh, jeez. Accidental drowning. Jeez. Is that the whole book? The whole book. Wow. Wait, even though this was only 1985, her whole family is dead? Yeah, they've all since, since passed. passed away. Yeah. Oh, what I guess they friend? would be in there ni- if her parents might be in there. How old was she? I don't know. Oh. I mean... But, like, even, <laughs> maybe say, I put it even if she was in her 20s, <laughs> that, that would make those some pretty old parents. So I guess sure. it's not weird. Because that is 40 years ago. Now. Yeah. 44 years ago. Yeah. Right? Did I do the math right? No, no, no. 1985? 34 years ago. Yeah, 34 years ago. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
math years. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening Jesus to High We are on another level right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could always be a cryptid, too. There's, oh, crap. There are plenty of cryptids that are water dwellers, like the bunyip who hugs people in the water until they suffocate. Or it could have been like the the brother of that troll couple that no one ever talks about, like uh, a yeah. uh, lady drowner. Giebel Snorp. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Giebel Snorp, <laughs> who I just made up. <laughs> well, there's also possession. Could be like the uh, Jameson family. You know, maybe she was just possessed to get into the barrel and drown herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that supports Gina's demon theory. Demon theory, theory yeah. yeah. Which I can't do the voice anymore. My throat's too sore. <laughs> <laughs> I said I couldn't do the voice. <laughs> Don't lead me in. It's my instrument. I will not Do the voice. My friend Nick says sometimes when he doesn't want to talk to people on the subway in New York, he won't say anything. He'll just tap his throat. <laughs> and like shake his head and be like I just I can't right now I, can't. <laughs> I mean they probably to be honest New York is such a weird place that they would probably just be like oh he must be a Broadway star <laughs> he's on vocal voice. rest or they might just be like oh honey I wasn't expecting you to respond I just wanted to tell you about my day <laughs> you know like and they just keep going and keep going oh god that'd be terrible that'd be so terrible I imagine it works most of the time but yeah, so there's lots of things that could be with her. Debbie Wolf, poor Debbie Wolf, poor poor Debbie. Did someone she... needs to be a someone. I'm surprised no one's done a true crime podcast about her or a true crime an episode of a true crime podcast I, right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd That's be true. a little shocked. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it, but Gina, this is Christmas Gina's present. Head just exploded. <laughs> There's confetti everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Fun (coughs) So yeah, just to recap, we had the Mari Loit, which was the zombie horse Mm -hmm. of Christmas. We had Grilla and her family. Grilla and Lepaluti, who's the lazy husband, and Grilla, eight children, and the Yule Lads, the 13 of them. (laughs) Two estranged sisters. Yeah, and then uh, the Yule Cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So make sure you get a piece of clothing this year. Oh, crap. <laughs> and then the missing story of uh, Debbie Wolf, who Debbie Wolf. she's not missing. She no. turned up, unfortunately. Back to uh, that cat thing. I feel like it's also, you know, when you're a kid and you get clothes, you're pretty bummed out yes. about it. And so maybe, like, the parents did it to be like, no, you want the clothes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, Grandma got me socks again. She sucks. No, <laughs> she's saving your life. That's right. Did we just write the screenplay for Yule Cat? <laughs> and yes. Yule Cat Returns? Yes. <laughs> Yule Cat Returns. It's even Christmas here. <laughs> uh, to wrap it up, the two ghosts of your former business partners, Barley and Barley, have descended back into the mist. The three ghosts of past, present, and future have fucked off to wherever they go. <laughs> All right, we're gonna fuck off, man. <laughs> fuck off and know me better, man. <laughs> uh, for High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Gina. I'm Robert. You boy, what day is it? Well, it's Christmas day, sir.
Should I get you a goose? Yes, <laughs> find the finest goose. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's where you stop it. Yeah, you're supposed uh, to end the recording now, Rob. I'll, I'll, you're the man <laughs> on the key.